Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. Today is uh, Monday, October 23rd. The year is flying by. It is flying by. Um, I but agree. the weather's warm. I mean, it's good to be around during global warming because <laughs> we stay warm, right? Right, as long as we're not, you know, in a flood zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Eva, we talk about this all the time, right? A lot of angst out there. And it's a lot know, of angst in here. We both have angst, right? We have angst. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it gets the better of us, and, you know, we have a tendency to maybe lose hope. Right. That's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, it just seems like and I don't know if every generation can say the same thing. But for me right now, it just seems like a different time and we need to come together. You know, in the intro, we talk about um, the right tools. And I think what is needed now is more soft skills, some inspiration, some heartfelt change. Right, right. Rather than, you know, the mechanics. Right. Because the mechanics were always metrics were always the big criteria. Right. We always looked at metrics, metrics, metrics. Well, the millennials aren't buying the metrics anymore. They're seeing what's happening and it's not what they want. And what you were saying about that things are very different now. We're global now. This is very, very different than what it used to be. And So it's not just that we're competing with the people in our school or in our neighborhood or even across the country. For a while, it was just like within your area. Like if you lived in Chicago, you competed with the people in Chicago. Then it became that you competed with the people, you know, across the country. Well, now you're competing with people across the world and it can get very daunting and it can become very overwhelming. And then when you see a lot of toxic news out there, and you're just kind of inundated with it. It can be tough to see the bright side of things. Yep. I know. I agree. With, uh, what we can do to stay grounded is all the better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in talking about it, we reached out to our mentor on this topic, right? And when we first met our guest, we're going to bring out in one minute or two, you know, about, I don't know, it's been about five, six years now. It's been a while. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to say before anything, um, we reached out with concerns about what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our guest is right there, right here, dialing in from Belgium. I, I, I don't know what to say about that, right? I mean, that's such a phenomenal thing. So um, let me just um, give a little introduction here, and then um, – we're going to really help make a difference. Okay. So our guest today is Marilyn Tam, PhD. Marilyn is a speaker, author, consultant, board certified executive corporate coach, CEO of Marilyn Tam and Company, founder and executive director of Us Foundation, which we'll hear more about. Marilyn was formerly the CEO of Aveda Corp, president of Reebok, vice president of Nike, and if that wasn't enough, also built four successful companies on her own. Also in her spare time. In her spare time. <laughs> and Marilyn does many other things, but most important, she just 
she's there for everyone, right? She just inspires everyone. So. Well, and she's been ranked one of the top 100 leadership speakers in the world. In the world. In the world. Okay. Yeah. And um, not, not only speakers on uh, leadership mentoring, but also she's listed as one of the foremost prominent names. And here we go. Here's the jackpot, right? Ethical business. In ethical business. Globally. Yeah. And yeah. man, is that needed now more than ever? It seems like it's hard to find. Okay. So uh, sorry I got lost in that, but it's just so unbelievable. I w- we would love to introduce our very special guest, Marilyn Tam. Marilyn. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> I just... I'm just kind of glowing with all your accolades, and I'm feeling very old, too. <laughs> yeah. because, uh, thank you. Um, I just really was resonating with what you both saying, is how we are in very challenging times. And um, I just want to give a little ray of hope here as we start, is that um, in Chinese, we have something called gay, and that means um, danger and opportunity. And that that combines in that that's that time is when we are in a place of challenge or precarious. We don't know what's going to happen. It's also a time for positive change. So, gay. Um, that's where we are. <laughs> that's you know what? That's interesting because yesterday, listening to the four former presidents. Um, one of them, I think it was Bill Clinton, said almost the same thing because they were talking about Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and they were saying this, you know, time of turmoil can be turned into a time of opportunity. So I think he must he must have ha- he must have your book in his lap. Right? <laughs> well, because it feels like all all bets are off now, like the way things used to be no longer hold true. And so if you can embrace the change you can grab the opportunity. But I think what happens a lot of times, and I know myself, I'm one of these people, I can sometimes be caught like a deer in headlights. And that's one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you today, Marilyn, is because we know that you've really faced some adversity and overcame it. And if there's anybody out there that can really speak to that, it's you. Because these are really opportunistic times, but then they also feel scary and dangerous. And how do you compete? Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. Because I was just talking today uh, with some friends of mine and just saying, it's, um, you used almost your same words, talking about situation awareness. Hmm. Situation awareness. In other words, this is where we are now. The only thing we can change is what's happening now. We can't change what happened before and what may happen to tomorrow or even the next moment because we don't know what's going to be there. But the only thing we can do is if we are aware of our situation where we are at this moment, what can we do to shift that to something that is more positive? Right, because it's almost like it always starts with us, right? Mm -hmm. We always kind of worry about what's going on outside, but how are we showing up in the world and are we a positive influence just in our own little sphere even in our own house are we being positive Hmm. yes sounds simple right not always easy right (laughs) (laughs) as Um, we all know the simplest sometimes is the most challenging because it seems too obvious but then that's really what it is 
we can change this moment. We have the choice. Um, I just want to share um, your website is MarilynTam.com for everyone to just, you know, embrace that. Okay. And learn more about Marilyn. And I know you have um, a few books. We, we know and love the happiness choice. And some of the books that you have are of how can we get them? We get them through your website. Should we get them through Barnes and Noble, Amazon? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> yes. Okay. I want to single out the happiness choice. Mm-hmm. Um, five decisions that will take you from where you are to where you want to be. Man, I would pay a million dollars for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that cuts right to the chase, you know? It does. Yes. So, all right. So Marilyn, we know you're calling in from Belgium and we can't say enough about that, especially when you're there on a mission. I mean, um, which makes it even more unbelievable, but maybe share with us um, what's your current mission these days over there. Thank you. Um, among the other things I do, I am also CEO of this company. And and what I do here, we're actually in a workshop. And, and the whole premise of what we do is, is exactly what you're saying. How do we make the change in ourselves so that we can be able to take that change into our family, into our community, into our workplace, and then from there to the bigger world? Because everything's integrated. So I'm here with um, four, almost 400 people um, physically and about 600 people online. And we're talking about how we can make positive change in all the things that we just talked about, starting with ourselves. Wow. <laughs> That's it's, great. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful place. I'm, as I'm talking to you, well, it's nighttime now. It's 10 o'clock. Um, but I'm looking outside and I'm looking at the ocean. Ooh. I'm, in a, I'm in a place called Unstead, which is um, the Belgium Riviera. But don't think of the Rivieras we know it now because I, this is much more folksy than, <laughs> than the Rivieras. You know, it's not as glitzy or glamorous, but the beach is spectacular because it's really long and wide. And um, they have people out there, um, not right now, of course, they're all sleeping, I hope, or at least not on the water because they can't see very well. Skateboarding mm-hmm. um, and 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 uh, doing water sports is rather cold. I wouldn't go swimming, but wow. Uh, wow. It's, it's spectacular. So it's choices that we make, what we, what we do, how we go about our lives. And, and it's so easy now because as you mentioned with all the global challenges and global warming, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy to say, this is too big for me to handle. And then start pointing fingers. Well, I wish whether it's the politicians um, the the government, um, the business corporate leaders, or the spiritual leaders, somebody should do something about it. But it, it really comes back down to us. We have to yeah. start who we are. And what well, we, do. we we have a term we call it, um, like in the technology business, we would say, guys, let's not try to boil the ocean. Right. Mm. We're taking this too high level. It's too big now. Now we can't fix it. Let's break it down. And it's kind of what you're saying, right? Let's everybody maybe can focus on their 
silo maybe, maybe not, but everybody can do something, right? Well, and I think it always starts internally. So even if you're on a, a smaller level, but let's say you're someone like Marilyn that's working on a global level, that's even more important to make sure that your internal house is tight. Marilyn boils the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I just between this one is cold. <laughs> <laughs> just curious, um, your audience uh, in general, do you find um, a fair, almost hopefully equal number of men and women, or is it old, young? Is there a breakdown? Um, it depends because I do speak globally, uh, you know, as a keynote speaker, and so it depends on the organization. Um, and to answer your question, it also depends of level of the organization. Um, we always try to find our own niche where we have the most influence, where we can do the most, at least uh, that's what I like to think everybody wants to do, is to be able to, how do we can best contribute? So for me, I find that if I can work at a high level where I can work with influencers, then those people's multiplied effect will make my work spread much faster. So I like to do keynotes and work with with people with what I would say a higher level leaders. And unfortunately, in most of the world, high level leaders are more men than women. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do keynotes with universities. In fact, I'm I'm going to be going to Spain in December to, to do a commencement speech in a university there. So there, of course, is more young people in graduation, of course, and there's more men and women uh, or, or girls or boys, depending on how you want to look at people mm-hmm. who are in their 20s, uh, um, men and women that are more equal in, in gender uh, parity. Um, I did. I do have one very exciting experience about talking about gender um, parity is um, I was hired by Accenture, you know, the big consulting. Yes, we know them well. Um, and they had a global event. And they flew me from the United States to the Philippines to do the global uh, webcast from the Philippines because that was the only country that they had in their whole network. As you know, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where they had almost parity in leaders in men and women. Oh, wow. Wow. So going back to what you're saying about, you know, do I speak to men and women equally? Um, unfortunately, at the higher levels, there are more men than women. Um, the higher up you go. Yeah, I like to look at it as, you know, um, we have to have the willingness to be influenced, too. Right. I mean, so that we can accept the message, which I think is equally important. So. All right. We we met Marilyn. Um, we learned a little bit about her incredible mission in Belgium as we speak, um, making a difference over there. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to learn more about the happiness choice. So please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Marilyn Tam. We'll be right back. This is Charlie Lobosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your agile environment, reach out right now. 
My agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say become agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to Charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are so excited to be speaking with Marilyn Tam today. And just to give you a brief bio, she's a speaker, author, consultant, and CEO of Marilyn Tam and company. And she's the author of three books. And the book we're talking about today is The Happiness Choice. But you can also go to her website at MarilynTam.com. She's got a lot of free information there that is terrific videos and stuff. But you can also get the books there as well as on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And there's three books. There's The Happiness Choice. There's also Living the Life of Your Dreams. And then the newest one is How to Use What You've Got to Get What You Want, which is perfect. So, Marilyn, we're talking about happiness and how to find it and how it can feel elusive sometimes. And, you know, when we're looking at the book, when someone sees the happiness choice, I know a lot of times people will say, well, what does that even really mean? Like, is can we really be happy? How is it that even a choice? Everything is falling down around me. I've got debt. Things aren't working out. I'm going through a divorce. People I love have died. How can I just choose happiness? Mm. Thank you for raising that because that is the question that everybody is dealing with. And mm-hmm. I just want to just remind everybody of some things. One, we all have 24 hours in a day. Nobody has any more. <laughs> right. And so it's, and then we don't begrudge that. We just say, how do we allocate the time? What do we do about time? And, and you know, Evie, you said something very, um, that's very poignant to many people right now, which is I've got to work for a living because I have debts to pay. I've got to pay rent. I've got to, you know, get gas for my car, food, et cetera, et cetera. And so, but if we back away from that, it's just like when we're looking at in the old saying, you're looking in the forest, you can't see the, I mean, you're looking at the trees, you can't see the forest. Right. We back away. What choices have we made? to maintain whatever the level of money we think, resources that we need at any time to maintain our lives. That is a choice. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and as we talk about in the book, you know, the five decisions that we make uh, goes back to this. There are five, five big decisions we make in, in our lives. And most people think that they're not choices. That is what you be given that you have to do. And so when we feel that we are tied to certain positions or actions because of some given, we feel much less than free. We feel pressured. We feel stressed. We feel like that this is, this is an obligation. We have to go to work. And that's the way people think. I have to go to work today. And then the people who are really happy are the ones who feel like I get to go to work today. Mm. And so it's a very small shift. 
But then we can step away back away from that a little more and say, are you doing what is going to make you happy? Do you know why you're here? Because everybody and that is on this planet has a perfect reason for being born. Do we know that? And many people, and, and this includes, you know, the people I, I coach and I coach is, um, uh, Fortune 500 leaders. So they have achieved what most people would be thinking is, is the dream life. You know, they have right. the, 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 you know, triple star job. They've got the, the money. They've got the cars. They've got the house. They've got the second plane. They've got the third wife. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they think they've made it. But those people aren't happy still because they're really not. I know this because I work with them. Um, they don't really know why they're doing what they're doing. They have bought into what society have told them is what's going to make them happy. If I make X dollars, then I'll be happy. If I um, have this other job, I'll be happy. If I have this other mate, I'll be happy. If I have this other facelift, I will be happy. Whatever it is, it's external. We have to go back and say, why am I here? What, what purpose does my life serve? I mean, there's a, a saying, it's, there are two most important days in a person's life. First, the day you were born. Mm-hmm. And the second day is the day you found out why you were born. Uh, you know, it's so true. And that's why your work, you know, when you talk about this, that's why your work is so important because you're working with and inspiring and helping focus leaders, right? So these are people that run organizations. They've gotten to this place and they're there and they're not happy. And that trickles down into their organization. So it's one thing when you have a worker that's sitting in a cubicle, it's not happening. It definitely impacts the group. But when you've got a leader that's on the outside pretending to be happy and showing that I've got it all, but on the inside not happy, that's definitely got an impact. And that impact reverberates not only through the organization, but then from the organization into the community and now into the world because organizations are so large now, they're impacting the whole world. And that's why your work is so important because it has such far-reaching ramifications. If you can help just one CEO get to a place where they're coming from a place of, I can't wait to go to work. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to inspire the people to work for me. Wow. I mean, that just has huge implications, huge. Yeah. And thank you. And that's really what, that's what I try to do because sometimes and there's a lot of fear involved when I broach this to subject to, so to some of these leaders, because they don't want to give up, the, the accoutrements of what the world thinks is a success. Sure. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I like my personal chef. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like my third wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like my, you know, per, and personal trainer who comes every morning to work me out, you know, whatever it is. Right. But I'm saying, I'm not here to, to strip you of, of the outside. I just want you to align with what really 
makes you happy. It may not mean that you have to change because when people are feeling unhappy because they don't feel like they've achieved that, that hollowness is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If there's that hollowness, then what happens is they push everything else to the next level to see, would it make me happy if I made another $10 million? Would it make me happy if I bought another house? Would it make me happy if I bought another car? Would I, would it make me happy if I, you know, did some physical change to myself or bought more new clothes, more jewelry, whatever it is that, that is external. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why does a person need a, a 300 foot yacht? Well, right. because somebody else has a bigger one. So maybe if I have a bigger one, I'll be happier than that other guy. But it's, yeah, it's yeah. really hollow. So what I tell them to start with is that I'm not here to destroy your world as you have it. But maybe the analogy I give them is like you've climbed a ladder of success. You've gotten to this point. You, you have the perspective. You're looking around and you think, oh, no, I put my ladder against the wrong wall. Mm. I said, I'm not making you climb down to the bottom and start over again. Maybe we can do several things. We can either knock a hole in that wall and, and have you be able to see and bridge to some other way, or we can just make a bridge from where you are to the opposite wall, if that's where you want to go, and connect the two. Or all you need to do is decorate your wall. Mm. Then it gives them that freedom, like, oh, you're not taking everything away from me. You're not telling me that I have to start, you know, afresh as a, as somebody on entry level. To get right. to that level, they have already achieved certain inner wisdom. They have, may have just pushed it down because it didn't fit with whatever they thought they needed to do. Bring that wisdom out. Bring that quiet voice that had been tapped down for so long and say, what is it that makes you really happy? Yeah, I mean, it might even be, it might even happen in your subconscious. You might not realize. And then all of a sudden, the water line is up to your nose because you've been accumulating stuff and now you don't know what to do. So something like this can really turn your life around. And, you know, actually, I had a question, you know, when you were talking about that and you were saying, I'm not going to, I'm not here to, you know, break everything down and take it away from you. What makes them reach out to you in the first place? Because I would think, like you said, there's a lot of fear around that. So what what makes them finally say, you know what, I need a coach. I need I need to talk to Marilyn. There's two things. One, they, they don't feel like that they're not they're not advancing anymore. And then that's mm. as many times so they feel like they said, you know, through luck, through hard work, through connections, whatever, I've gotten to this level. And somehow I feel like I'm not moving head anymore and it could be at a super high level but they feel like there's something missing because they're not they're not able to take it to the next level or they find out what they have been doing so long that used to work isn't working anymore uh-huh. with themselves with the people they're they're leading or with the even how the company is is um it's advancing or not something is not working and then usually for this level, it takes something painful, meaning something isn't working and they, uh, they've tried all the conventional things. You know, is it, is it money? Is it pressure? Is it metrics? Is it, and, and I have to say this, is it alcohol? Is it drugs? Uh, all these other things too. Mm-hmm. And nothing is working. 
And sometimes it gets to the point where they just say, okay, I'm going to try this. It's less conventional. And on, on the good news side, meditation and these things are becoming a buzzword in, in this level too. And they think, okay, maybe this is a competitive advantage I can have. So they come because they think that what I can give them is a competitive advantage, just like all the other things they've been doing. You know, and it's funny, they'll, they'll look at like what you were saying about meditation. I, I was, I was getting, um, like a little visual in my head about that they're looking at even like meditating as being competitive. Like I'm a better meditator than my competition CEO. It's, it's, it's really the case. Um, you know, cause they read like Google had somebody who I actually know the, the, the gentleman, but I won't name names right now. Um, who um, was the person who who did that? Who who was an engineer in the company who who moved into this area of of the as you call it soft skills of and they use it as like a competitive edge. Mm-hmm. And so the other companies saying, oh, we got to do that because that must be the new buzz thing. I mean, remember all the things we've heard before: restructuring, reengineering, blah blah blah, right. and the words to the to the current. Every time there's a new fad. So they think, okay, maybe this is the new edge I can do is if I get this coach who, who talks about happiness, uh, this was maybe what was going to make my company move ahead. So it's either from pain or it's from looking for a new way to compete. Either way, I, I'm totally open because you have to have somebody be triggered to be motivated because if they are not motivated to change, nothing happens. Right. Right. Because there's no reason to change. Now, I love this conversation. We're going to continue it in a minute. We have to take our second break. So when we get back, we'll continue talking about the happiness choice with Marilyn Tam. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco and Eva Lewandowski are on a mission to make a difference in your career, your life, and the world. As consultants, coaches, speakers, and trainers, they each bring different skill sets to the table as well as different products and services, all of which are designed to make a difference for you. Are you looking for fame, fortune, and recognition? Need help with speaking up and being heard? Looking for the right tools for the right issue? Look no further. Go to charlieandeva.com. Check us out. Opt in to our newsletter. And let's be teammates. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Lewandowski, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. 
Um, okay. Segment three. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we have the privilege today of speaking with Marilyn Tam, speaker, author, consultant, board certified, executive corporate coach, um, founder of Us Foundation. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and we're getting such incredible wisdom. Her website is MarilynTam.com, and we're talking about one of her books, The Happiness Choice. And, um, you know, it's funny, Marilyn, uh, I go back to one of our earlier sessions and uh, I remember you were saying, you know, kind of about, you know, your birthday and the day that you know what your purpose is and your thing was find your mission um, and then pursue it. And I can I guess that's where a happiness coach can help. Right. Mm -hmm. What motivates you? You know, what you were describing before with the uh, Fortune 500 guys um, was exactly what you were saying. I can just what you were doing those to the unconventional way was equivalent to banging the hole in the wall and having them see another way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I just think that then they become influenced and they realize that soft skills work for them and. And then it makes the world, they tell someone and then so on and so on and so on, right? And the world becomes a better place. Well, it's just like, you know, toxic news spreads quickly. Good news can spread quickly too, right? It's just a matter of who gets in there first and, you know, makes the influence, is the influencer, I should say. So, okay, I just want to switch for one second and uh, I want to go back to – Brand Channel lists you as one of the foremost prominent names in ethical business globally. What exactly does that mean? Uh, it's interesting because I did not even know that there's such a thing <laughs> as uh, somebody going out and measuring, you know, whether people are ethical or not. Right. And, and how so, do you do that? Yeah. I, and so it was a total surprise when I found out that I was rated and, and that this is what they came up with. So I, I kind of was trying to analyze that a little bit. Uh, they don't give me the metrics or anything. Um, and actually came about because people wrote them and asked, you know, who would you recommend? And, and that's how it came about. So I thought about my career and I thought about all the people that I know at, at the, you know, corporate level, high level, and as well as governments, because I also coach, um, governmental organizations around the world, high level. And what I noticed is that there is a certain degree, and I, I won't say what degree you can imagine, of self-serving in, in many people's work. Uh, whether it's a corporation, whether it's an uh, organization, whether it's a government agency. And the self-serving to me means there's a degree of slanting one's perspective to fit whatever one feels is their goal for themselves or for their department their company, mm-hmm. or, or or even in some cases, their country. So to see the bigger picture and to recognize that there's some connection between everything and everybody, that if if I step on somebody to get ahead, 
some sooner or later that that person who's been stepped down on is gonna uh, uh, his loss or her loss is gonna impact me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know. So if you want to look step back enough, you can recognize that there's no. Well, we know in in physics and chemistry, there's there's no. It's just a loop. <laughs> you can't have something be taken out and think that that that's going to be complete. So from that place, one operates in what the brand people considers as ethical, um, because that impacts how you do negotiations around the, around the world. It impacts how you negotiate wages for your workers. It uh, impacts how you um, how you um, figure out how far down the supply chain you impact. Mm-hmm. Meaning, are you buying from a fair trade area? Are you buying, for example, palm oil where they are chopping down beautiful forests and endangering animals? That are or orangutans in this case, um, that would be pretty soon it's extinct because of what was happening. Uh, do we look at that whole whole supply chain and consider that before we move forward? Because say like a good example is uh, Girl Scout cookies. Everybody knows Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. and it took two Girl Scouts who looked at the ingredients on these cookies and said, "We're using palm oil." Where's this palm oil coming from? And they started a campaign, these two girls, to say, we don't want Girl Scout cookies to have palm oil. So the responsibility and the supply chain, the whole way back, dictates whether you're operating in an ethical manner. So what you had mentioned earlier about responsibility and how one person, whoever they are, can make a difference if we are aware. That's really what ethics is being about. It's, it's how aware are you of your impact in the world and what are you doing about it? Right. It, um, it takes courage and, you know, uh, I want to just speak about the care model, right? That we have, uh, courage to take action relevant to everyone, C-A-R-E. It's exactly what you said, right? So, if your results impact someone else in a negative way, you have to design another solution. That's what I say in the technology field. And um, so, you know, at a high level, we all know what it's like to be ethically good, right? But mm-hmm. you need the courage to hold your ground when the tough guy says, no, we're going to, I don't, don't go home until it's done, you know? So uh, you're Gift is also holding your ground, right? And and that's what we learned from today is to um, make that line in your commitment sand and hold to those ethics and values. Well, because it seems like there's so many micro challenges, right? I mean, we kind of understand on a on a big scale what's wrong and what's right. But it's those day-to-day little things like the little lies where you don't tell a client exactly what's happening with a project yeah. or you don't tell a client, no, I don't think that that 
that deadline is going to work. No, we'll figure out a way to make it work. When the back of everybody's mind, they're saying, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> it's just all those little challenges day to day that add up to one big unethical you know, way of behaving. Right. And then you're on the ladder on the wrong wall. Um, right. So exactly. in the happiness choice, right, I, I, how, you know, there has to be a way that we can be guided ethically as well, right, while we're finding our mission and purpose, right? Correct. Um, you know, we talked about the first one, money, which is the, 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 one that most people spend most of the time on. There yeah. are four other decisions we have to make. The second one is um, our, our health. Because we oftentimes give up our health in our pursuit of money. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that mean? We get up too early. We stay, we, we don't eat the right food. Um, we don't exercise. We don't do all the things we know would help us maintain a balance because we say we we're in too much a hurry we have to do too much we stay up too late we stress beyond belief and something breaks down something in our body breaks down it could be as simple as we're too tired and we trip, we trip when we fall or worse yet we have a car accident because we fall asleep at the wheel yeah. Or, or we gain a phenomenal amount of weight because we're stuffing down our feelings and, and the pressure by eating too much. Or we have a, a, a nervous condition because we're too stressed. So all these are things that happen from from not taking the time, to, uh, the decision of saying my body is as important as my uh, my pursuit of, of money because I've made this goal that I need to make X number of dollars because I chose this lifestyle, whatever it is for each person. Um, so that's the second choice. Because what happens when, when our body breaks down for whatever reason, you know, whether it's from an accident or from, from, uh, uh, stress related something, weight, uh, uh drugs, whatever it is, you know, that becomes something that is an issue. We seek help by using money. We either go to a therapist, we go to the hospital because we broke something, right. or you know something happens. So if we just dial back a little bit on that first item, which is on in finances, we probably don't have the second one. So, so that's the, the next level. The third level is let's just say we've got. We've got the money deal dealt with. We've got the personal chef and then we've got the personal trainer. So, okay, we're, we're pretty good there. The next thing would be our relationships. Because again, we go back to saying we're making this much money and we're doing this, but we haven't taken the time because we're spending our energies taking care of, of our body and, and, and the money is our relationship fall apart. Or we don't have relationships and we're out and, and like in all their play magazines where they have these executive search things where you're trying to get a, a, a partner. Just like huge amount, amount of money to get, you know, the appropriate partner. Uh, or you, you're paying alimony or, or, or you're, um, buying presents or sending your family away on vacations because you don't have time to spend with them. Mm-hmm. Or you paying for divorce bills? All of this is because you haven't balanced 
the 24 hours we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's three. And the fourth is, is our, um, our uh, spiritual life. The hollowness that in a lot of cases that I have with, with the corporate people I have is they do not have it in their life. I'm not saying that you have to be a religious fanatic. I'm not saying you even need to have a religion. You have to believe in something bigger than yourself. Because if we don't have that, life gets really pretty short and kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is, you have to have a conviction in something that that sustains you when there are downs, and we all have those. And also something that inspires you to keep going. And that's what I call the spiritual aspect of life. Um, can we save the last one for when we come back from break? Yes. And then we'll go from there, right? Um, but I love that. In fact, I'm thinking, uh, Marilyn, that it's sort of like um, ethical um, coaching as well. Not mm-hmm. in business, but in myself, right? Mm-hmm. In my in my goals and dreams and so on. So anyway, this is really cool. And we're not done yet. We have one more segment. Stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, as usual, the time has flown by, right? I mean, it's just so much great information. Such an inspiration to speak with you today, Marilyn. We're so excited that you're here. And so prior to the break, we were talking about the five key decisions, and there was money, health, relationships, and you were just finishing up on spiritual life, which... You know, if you think about it, even, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if you were to tell a CEO he has to work on his spiritual life, I, I, don't, I think you'd hear crickets, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it, that's how much things have changed, don't you think? I mean, Absolutely. I just remember even when I first started, you know, looking at intuition, it was probably the early 90s. And I mean, if you talked about it to people that, you know, were not in your group or in your workshop, they would just look at you like you had two heads. <laughs> and to be able to go in now into a CEO and say, you know, let's take a look at your spiritual life. I think that right there is a huge shift. And and very, very, um, it feels really good to think about the future that CEOs are thinking about this. High level executives are thinking about this because yep. it's so important. Mm-hmm. And And as you know, 
without that, there is a piece missing in, in our emotional balance and our life. And that's why there's this grasping. There's so much of this in this world now because there's a hunger that cannot be filled by just material things. And that's what the spiritual aspect gives us. And so it's intangible, but it's definitely there. Right. And, you know, in the past it used to be, well, I go to church, I donate to the church. You know, I go there, especially on Christmas, we'll go like, you know, maybe a double, we'll do a double at Christmas, right? (laughs) And (laughs) in that Christmas week, and, you know, I'm buttoned up, but, you know, we realize now that it's so much bigger than that. That's mechanics, right? It's mechanics, it's metrics, right? right? It's spiritual (laughs) metrics. Yeah. Can you just check off that box this time? Right. Went to church for Easter, went to church for Christmas, you know? Right. The kids all go, there's a, there's a queen in every grade in in Catholic school, right? Right. A new outfit, right. Mm -hmm. And everybody's good. Um, so spiritual life. And then we have the fifth one. Uh huh. And this one goes back to our life cycle. When we're born, we're completely helpless. We're one of the species that when we're born, we need care for years. I mean, for years and years and years. <laughs> From basic things like just being able to eat, you know, change your, your diaper, etc., all the way basically for the first, what, 18 years, most people are dependent yeah. on somebody. Hopefully, usually the parents of not some other um, caregivers. And then in the last years of our lives, we're again dependent on other people. So in between years, it makes sense for us. And it fulfills a niche in our well-being to give back. Mm. To give back in some way so that you completing the cycle. What we talked about earlier about the energy, there's a close energy system in the universe, in our own lives. If we miss this part, we're missing, we're leaking energy that's not coming back. And so these five aspects, when we balance them, giving back, whether it's your community immediately, giving back through your work, where your work can be a sponsor to other uh, community events so that it gives back not only to your workplace, but it gives back to you. Mm-hmm. And so all those things come back together. And that's why I say it's the five decisions that can take you from where you are to when you want to be. Because those five aspects, when you get them together and you say, okay, at this moment in my life, what's the balance? It's like a pie, but it's like a pie, the slices are not always the same size. It depends on which stage of life you're in. But the one thing I have to say is you have to do them all, all the time. There's a lot of people who say, when I make X dollars, then I will donate. Yeah. No. If you make whatever small amount you make or however large amount you make, you can still give something. I mean, if you want to look at the Bible, they talk about the, the, the widow who could only give some very small amount. And that small amount, percentage-wise, for her is large. But for us, because I work with a lot of nonprofits, they say, if you can only give a dollar, that dollar 
is the beginning of your road to con- connecting back with the community at large. And- yeah, because you, you're making a difference in the community. You're showing your support for the community. You're showing that you have an interest in others outside of yourself. Yeah, we need to make a pie and we need to start putting those things in there so we monitor the balance. You know, I saw Marianne Williamson um, speak recently, just like a couple months ago. She was in Cincinnati, actually, and she was talking about that. When she first started out, she had like zero money. She had zero money, but she was seeing that there was homeless people and people that needed to be fed. And she said, whatever little amount I had, she goes, I would put it in an envelope and send it to them. And I would say, okay, we've got this covered. We've got this covered. We've mm-hmm. got it covered, right? And I thought that was a really interesting way to look at that because that is a give back because you're giving back what you can at whatever level you're at and how important that is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd like to share a story about a friend of mine. Her name is Judy, Judy Weisbart. And she comes from a, a family of women, um, earners. For whatever reason, her mother, her grandmother, and great-grandmother, all their husbands died very young. So they all became the only caregivers and supporters for the family for whatever reason. And so they've all experienced difficult times because especially way back when, like her great-grandmother and grandmother, um, very few women worked. So they have gone through very tough financial times. But each one of these women have taught Judy that whatever little amount you have, you have to give, especially when you think you don't have any. Mm. And what's magical about this for them is that when they gave, something happened. It shift the energy. It's like the universe heard and said, okay, I hear you. You're giving. That means I can give to you. And They've always come through. I mean, she, some of the stories she shared with me are just, mm. it's courageous. You know, you mentioned earlier about being courageous. Yeah. This is courageous. When you have children, you have almost no money in your bank account and you're writing a check to give to somebody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, I'm not saying to you know, give your last dollar, but, but to these people, they did because they really believed in that, that much. And obviously, they've all managed to survive quite well because I'm talking to Judy now and she's a she is an artist and a coach, and, and she also runs a nonprofit. So it's definitely worked. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. you were saying it earlier about energy. It's that energy that you put out comes back to you. And, you know, we were saying that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if you would talk like that, people say you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. But it really is true because you're right. There are so many stories of and even in our own personal experiences that when you do put yourself in that type of a mindset and that type of a spiritual place, you do find miracles start coming back to you that in ways that you never had anticipated. Yeah, mm-hmm. never had anticipated. Um, we have about what two minutes. We do, and we always like to discuss what can we do starting tomorrow. Right. And I just heard it. Right. I just heard five decisions that I need to make sure I can balance and come up with um, ways to keep them in balance. I think that would be a good start for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, that's a big takeaway. Of course, I think we all need the book. Right. Well, everybody needs the book. Um, all three books. <laughs> yeah, all three books for sure. And again, you know, everyone, you can go to MarilynTam.com and the books are there. 
as well as there's a lot of information about Marilyn, what she does, where she speaks, the work she does. You can also be a part of the work she does by contributing. I know that you were in Bhutan this year and um, you were doing some amazing work there. So you're always out and about and just making such an amazing difference in the world. And we thank you for that. Yes, we thank you for that. Um, when you're in the States next, you know, let's stay in touch. Maybe we can um, uh, give you thanks in person. <laughs> that would be my pleasure because I believe that the two of you are doing great work, um, not just through this radio show, but your consulting work and, and your programs. They are a tremendous service to the world, and, and I'm so grateful to to be friends with you as well as, as you, what do you call us, global partners? Yes, teammates. global teammates. <laughs> yes. Great. I love it. Um, yeah, no, it's been great, Marilyn. Um, you know, make a difference in your uh, webinar to the people that are dialed in and to the people that are in person tomorrow or whenever that is. And uh, we wish you the best of and continued success for sure. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Take care. Take care. Thank you so much, Marilyn. And thanks, everyone, for listening today. We will share all week. Yes, we'll be sharing. Make sure that um, if there's any piece of this that you want to listen to, you can listen to the replay. And make sure you go to MarilynTan.com to check out what Marilyn has there for you. Excellent. Another great show. Yes, excellent. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.